They're bros. They're dads. One is Big Ball Sack Harry J. Riley. The other is Cautionary Tale Philip Kopsinski. Welcome to Bro Dads. Check, check. We're good. Bro Dads. <laughs> All right, are we. Hey, welcome to Bro Dads. Welcome to Bro This is a pre pre Thanksgiving Day special. Happy Thanksgiving. Gobble gobble, you big bitches. <clears throat> oh man, so you're going out to eat at a restaurant? Yep, we are going to 1892. At least that's what. At least that's. She gave me four digits, then made up a year, and I think it's 1892, but I'm not sure. What a, why would they choose that to name the restaurant? Is that when wa- the state of Washington was founded? Maybe it was. Yeah. Well, it's good. If you're going to name a date, if your restaurant is named after a year, it should be a year after slavery ended. <laughs> so, good for them. It was good like 1846. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> what are you doing in these kitchens? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh yeah, that yeah. Do you think they'll just do like cross out the 8 and put a 4? Like <laughs> 1492 when the pilgrims enhanced the lives of the native Americans. <laughs> I you know, I I had a oh, I'm just remembering this. I had a dream last night where I went I went to an elementary school for some function and I you know, I have, I have not been to elementary school since my kid was in elementary school so it's been a few years and in the dream it was like it was like a right-wing horror show like every bathroom was like whatever you know like (laughs) (laughs) no boys and girls (laughs) and and, you know and like all the textbooks were different like it was like uh you know it was like oh the thanksgiving is when uh, America was got ruined by the colonists, you know, and it, 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 show, it like showed like crazy eyed pilgrims, with, like fucking knives and bloodthirsty teeth and like fangs and shit. <laughs> it was like a mad magazine. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, that's funny. I just remembered that. Yeah, I'm, dude. I'm starting to wonder, like, wait, I'm, I like, <laughs> you know, I get sent all these, like, I get, I don't know what happened in my Instagram. People who came to a show like two years ago, you know what I mean? Like these people who are like your fans are like, hey, check this out. And then it's like a a fat baby smoking a cigarette. And you're like, that's kind of funny or whatever. And then the next one is like, this is why you can't believe in technology. It's giving you cancerous testicle, you know, and then they're they're like, Biden fell up the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) Biden fell up the stairs because... The deep state is making his shoes slippery. You're like, what? <laughs> Just the craziest videos, you know? Are you so, getting left wing stuff or right wing stuff? Uh, if it, no, no left wing stuff. Okay. If um, it's left wing stuff, it then it's like a, one of those like stitch incoming. <laughs> you know? Dude, I thought I was the only one, man. Oh no. Well, that so it's funny because I'm almost wondering. It was like, was that it, it like? Was it a dream I had, or was it one of those videos that got sent to me as I w- and I looked at it as I was falling asleep? You know, you know, because it's so funny. I mean, dude, the internet is so insane now because it's like 
oh, here's one weirdo teacher. And then people are like, this yep. is what happens in your brainwashing yep. camps. And it's so, and I think it's because humans aren't supposed to be uh, in societies this large. We're not supposed to be around hundreds of thousands of people. I think we don't comprehend uh, what happens when you have billions of people right. all doing different things because every we have we have over a quarter of a billion people in this country so everything that will happen to humans will happen and we and we and how we <laughs> interpret it is that's an example of the whole and not an isolated incident well or can we have this many people but like maybe we're not supposed to know all of it yeah we're not yeah you know I like and that's social, the, yeah. yeah the social media yeah. is like giving us too much because when i was when like you talk to my grandma i mean she would just go to the other side of town and she'd be like you know things are different in hilliard <laughs> you know i think that's how neighborhoods out, got out there they have alleyways you know <laughs> like it would be like you drive 15 miles and like <laughs> the whole you know you're like trying to you're because we, when you're actually physically around a different culture yeah you're kind of like all right, I'm gonna just try to fit in. Yep. But if you're watching a video and share with your friends, you're like, look at these freaks, yep. you know. Yep. So that's that's why it's yeah, it's easy to judge that weirdo teacher. But you like, first of all, you don't know if this is the teacher that they all hate, yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> or if this is just some weirdo school that represents like a minuscule amount of people, yeah. you know. So it's just, uh, but it's weird because humans, we we kind of go towards that and there's a react emotional reaction to that but then you will have a mass shooting every week and people are still people still take it as though it's an isolated incident oh yeah mass shootings are no longer isolated incidents now every every person in the country right now has a chance of being involved in a mass shooting incident now just because of how you know i mean these, these not people who live in 55 plus communities yeah yeah those there's pe- been <laughs> yeah, yeah those people are safe. i mean there yeah. might there might be an attempt but their vision's bad yeah and they you got know. arthritis in the yeah. trigger finger yeah, yeah, they're, yeah they're not getting off enough yeah, they're, they're not getting two off. and then their finger falls off yeah, yeah so. well they load the clip and now they're like ah i gotta yeah. rest my hand <laughs> that'd be an insane Aleve commercial <laughs> Have you tried to shoot your gun? <laughs> but your arthritis keeps catching up with you. All these guys at the gun range are like, oh, this is me. <laughs> and, you know, and I get these, and I don't want to say their names because they might listen, but I get it, and I'm like, what do you think I am? Who do you think I, like, what, when I'm on stage, you know, what I'm trying to do is, just go against. You mean the people sending you the videos? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I'm I'm going against what you are normally thinking the joke is going to go. That's you know classic joke writing. Wherever you think I'm going, I want to go somewhere else. Yeah. So you're surprised, and that and that makes the laugh harder. That doesn't mean I believe the stuff that I'm talking about. You you know like Shauna says this to me all the time. Like there's truth in jokes. I'm like so. The time that I got butt naked and teabag muggers, <laughs> there's a there's a there's a piece of reality in that because well, none of that, nothing in that 
is reality. All of that was just me talking on stage, and that's what came out of but my mind. But maybe the reality is your crazy fantasy of like, man, I fucking I want to humiliate this son of a bitch. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's that's a reality. Um, but I so when it comes to that, like, I man, I get some where I'm just like, this is 100 percent fake. This is fake, dude. <laughs> you, like a couple, I think it was last year or maybe a year before. Um, they had this video of a drag show that was going on in a park, mm-hmm. and they censored the the private areas, and everybody lost their mind. They're like, these drag queens are out here showing their dinglings to their kids. <laughs> the, but then you saw the, the the original video; they just censored that area. But yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, they had on clothes and stuff. They were just <clears throat> dancing. They were just doing a drag. Anybody who's been to a drag queen show, well, I mean, at least the one that I've only been to one, so I can't speak for all of them. But this was a professional drag show. Like these people were nationally known entities, and we were in a spe- a place where if you wanted to show balls, you could show balls, and no one showed a ball. Not one testicle. Not a a nut skin. Nothing. <laughs> So I don't understand what people think drag shows are. Yeah, I I mean, I, I don't know. I think people give, because I think it's one of those things where it was like, yeah, there's probably one weirdo who was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to do a drag show at, uh, you know, at a brewery. Yes. At, at four four in the afternoon. Yeah. And then it winds up being uh, someone with like a cod piece <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and you know, a brewery, you know, yeah. you could be sitting around with your kids. That's yeah. first of all, that's a funny thing is like, because that's if you look all, all the most all those controversial videos where it's like uh, drag queens and then there's kids in the audience. Yeah. It's almost always at breweries because yeah. breweries is where you can drink and have kids there. And yeah. what's funny to me is like, well, where's the outrage for breweries? Because, <laughs> like, dude, brewery, like, dude, I, they, they're always like, yeah, it's a nice place to hang out. We got, like, good food, and you can bring your kids. And it's like, yeah, but you also have, like, 9% beers, and you don't cut people off. It's, it is a place yeah. where dads, it's a place where alcoholic dads can go and then drunk drive their kids home. <laughs> And people are like, yeah, but this guy has cleavage. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, but that, like, t- 10 dads in here are going to crash their car on the way home. Yeah. With, like, I mean, but to be fair, there's no safety mechanism on the drag queen's brazier. And those, those, those car seats are pretty good. They can yeah. be bouncing around pretty yeah. <laughs> if you tur- If you turtle one, if you turtle under one during a nuclear blast, you'll survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're good, man. Yeah, well, you know, I've heard if you turtle under a drag queen scrotum, drag queen scrotum you get the same effect. <laughs> It's like a tongue twister. <laughs> but look, I come from the South, and I grew up very much uh, under a conservative like umbrella where uh, um, gay people there was there wasn't no bisexual people. They were just people who didn't make up their mind. Yeah, yeah. People, there was nobody stuck in the merge lane back yeah, then. It was either. You are all the way gay and you're getting caught sucking dicks behind the library <laughs> or you're all the way straight and you're getting caught. When did you leave the South? 98? Uh, 2000. 
2000. Yeah, okay. And uh, I mean, and, and mind you, now we're we're deep south. You know, this is like, you know, this is like Louisiana, but without the swamps and the alligators. So yeah, yeah. none of the fun parts, <laughs> just the racism. No fireworks. Stands. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 I had a gay, well, not had a gay uncle. He's still alive. <laughs> but, you know, my uncle was like out gay, you know, and he would bring his um his boyfriend to, because uh, he lived in Washington, D.C. He brought him to South Carolina. And so the family knew what gay was. But we still we treated him like family, but every but every other little instance of gayness was like weird. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. I mean, back in the nineties, people forget this. Like there were a lot of liberals against gay yes. people. You know what I mean? You'd, yes. you'd, you'd have people be like, "Oh, uh, yeah, we're all welcome under our." T-. And then as soon as you're alone, they're like, "That guy's like the loafers," you know? Yep. Like, <laughs> I mean, hell, man, yeah. Obama that first term, he was yeah, against- he was anti-gay marriage. Yeah, yeah, people don't even think of it. Like Obama to get elected, pretty much had to say he was anti-gay marriage, which, yeah. as we all know. Michelle Obama's a man, so clearly he's okay. <laughs> what if he just made a hard pivot? Yeah, right. That's the re- well, dude, I'm I'm I'm, conspiracy I'm, I'm I'm looking at those Instagram messages. Man, shit. Man. I, I guarantee you, if I started looking at all the videos that get sent to me, there's a few Obama Michelle Obama's oh. a man, which man. is the f- I, as far as conspiracies go, that has to be one of the funniest. Yeah, it's like well then. Then who gave birth to their children? That's the thing about conspiracy theories. <laughs> conspiracy theories don't think past the the initial conspiracy. They yeah. don't think about the mechanisms that make it work. That's why I love conspiracies, and that's why I almost didn't graduate because I wrote all my papers <laughs> on conspiracy theories. Well, gee, dude. Man, that makes me wish I was in high school. This, we're living in the golden age of conspiracies Dude, right now. It is so. You know what? I think it's. I think we're at the the jump in the shark point now. Oh, because yeah, because yeah. now no event can happen. Not even. I mean, even Taylor Swift. Yes. Dating um, Travis Kelsey is a conspiracy theory, and it's like, come on, man, that's <coughs> not. What is the big Dude, what you just said is so that's so correct cuz it's conspiracies used to be a tool that w- w- people would come together to help explain yes. like an event that was so big you couldn't, you know, the yeah. moon landing was so crazy and huge. You yeah. know, Reagan getting shot was never a conspiracy theory cuz he lived, but Kennedy getting shot just made all these theories cuz it was so, such a huge deal that like all of a sudden we're you know, we're dealing. We have a, a president got assassinated on live TV. The most important, the most protected person on the planet. Yeah, gets shot in the head. Yeah, not, you know, not like shivved or something, but shot. <laughs> you know, you that's something. That's something where humans. And again, it's it's about humans and how we take in um, information. I think when people saw that, they just went, "There's no way, a loser." Because Oswald was a loser. He was the <laughs> definition of a loser. Uh, he he tried to be an important person, 
but couldn't. And we all know that type of that has always tried to be. I more got a little than bit of that myself. Call me Phil Oswald Kobzinski. Well, I guess every comedy career that doesn't break is basically an Oswald. They, they call me the Oswald of the uh, Flathead Valley. <laughs> <laughs> he went to Russia because he was like, "Oh, if I can't be." He when everybody was anti-Russia at the time, he was like, "Me and Russia, we fuck." And he <laughs> went there, but he real. But then when he got there, he realized that Russia and communism was fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 And so then he was like, "Oh shit!" Came back to America, then went to Cuba. He was like, "Well, Cuba." Got free health care. Yeah. And then after that, he came back. So he, he tried to divorce America twice, <laughs> came back. And I think he was, just like a lot of these mass shooters, they don't have anything going for themselves. So they think any attention is good for them. Right. Which is the sad that, man, I hope my brain never gets to that point where I'm thinking hurting people is how my name will live on. Yeah. Because that, I mean, because when you think of Oswald, Hitler, those Columbine boys, you, I mean, they are, they're part of the. Yeah, no, they're part of, they're part of the lexicon. They're part yeah. of the zeitgeist, which is sad. Cause it's like, dude, if you get to that place, just go to some asshole who ripped you off and, and during the day and cut down all the trees in his house. Yeah. Yeah, you know that's uh, funny. It will get on the news. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't have to be, uh, you know, a villain forever. Yeah. You know, maybe, dude. Even you know what? It, like, there was this restaurant that I had an issue with, and I thought, man, it'd be really funny to like tape, like take little uh, like Ziploc baggies and fill them all with little bits of cement and tape them to my body, <laughs> and, and then go in there. You know what I mean? Go into the bathroom and start dumping it down the sink. In the back of the toilet, and just then, and then just because some of this quick concrete sets in like 15 minutes, yeah. I'm like, man, they're fucked now. Yeah. <laughs> they got, what did they do to you? Did they mess up an order, or did they do it's confidential? Okay, all right, then that means no, they just uh, they owed stuff, me, so. they owed me some money and oh, uh, didn't yeah, pay, yeah, that's worthy, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I was looking at it and I'm like. I can't cause three thousand dollars worth of damage with with okay. bags of concrete. No, no, because you figure a sink, you get a plumber in there, sink, toilet, maybe eight hundred at the most. Oh, you're trying. Oh, you're trying to do the equal amount of. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and then I thought, what a weird ass thing to go to jail for if I ever got caught. Well, first of all, you're not gonna get caught. I mean. Well, I mean, I'm not doing it now. Yeah. But I was in a pretty dark place when I had bought the concrete and then was seeing how much <laughs> and trying to, cause <laughs> <laughs> Ziploc baggies and a bag of concrete in the back of my truck. And I'm like, and I'm just like, and I'm just, it's a sunny day and I'm just like scooping out concrete for revenge, you know? <laughs> and I, at no point am I like, I, and I remember one point I was like, this is unhealthy. Yeah, <laughs> like revenge is not a healthy thing. Yeah, you it's know? not. Yeah, dude, that is. I think that's the adult American male oh. in this day and age. <laughs> dude, when when Face Mom um div, um left me, I thought of every type of way to get revenge. Of course, there's the the um 
the Mark Zuckerberg. Um, what's the name of that movie that they did about his um, about Facebook? I thought it was the, just oh, the, so, the, the social, social media. media. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, I thought about like doing that, like oh, just becoming a billionaire was sure. Then I'm like, I, I have to sell a lot of these dildo cleaning supplies to get. And then I was like, and that's hard to do door to door. Yeah, man. Then I was like, oh well, I will just like uh, destroy her car, which I did. I, I, I beat the car up, but I was making payments on the car. So, so I only damaged my own. Are you gonna say how you destroyed the car? Yeah, I broke. I took a brick and busted all the windows, and I cut up all the seats. <laughs> now, in a in a joke, I think the jokes in my special that um, that's out now. Uh, I say I pooped on the car, but that didn't happen. I mean, it's the it was the middle of the, it was like eight o'clock in the morning. I'm not pooping on a <laughs> car. I, Dude, I, the tall tales you're putting in your stand up right now are so wild. It's a pretty I, good time. But you you've heard the George Carlin uh quote. What? Take huh. the truth and exaggerate it. Oh yeah, yeah that's a just, quite an exaggeration to be like, I threw a brick through a well, shit on a roof. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because, I mean, maybe, you know, it's, it's, it is, I, it's, I can see how you get there because you maybe shit a brick. <laughs> Man. Oh, uh, you know what? Sorry, go ahead. Um, so what happened was, this is how the joke came about. Um, Josh Firestein, um, hope you're doing okay in Dallas. Um, you, you, uh, this was before 2020, so they were, they were just killing it with the holiday um, shows and stuff. I was making... Dude, I was making so much money. I, I was just like, I gotta, I gotta launder this into camera gear. <laughs> and I, I did this show for a dance um company, their holiday party. And you know, I was supposed to do an hour clean. And uh so I'm up there and I'm riffing at the beginning. And I I started talking about like my daughter had um was about to graduate and stuff. And I talked about like how me and her mom didn't see eye to eye when we first got a divorce. And it just, and I told, I told the story how it actually happened up until the point where uh, I went, oh, and after I cut up the seats, I pooped on the car. And just the look on their face, (laughs) I was like, oh, I need to, I need to weave it into the the bit a little bit more. And the way it works now is so amazing because you could, once you say, oh, and that's when I pooped on the car, you pause and you listen to the response. And if the response is like, like you get like an excited sound from the audience, you know that if you sell it, it's it's just going to be a brilliant bit. But if you don't get that excitement, they might not want to hear about poop and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it's like, well, then I'll just, <laughs> I'm not going to belabor the poop part. I'll just talk about the me destroying my own property. Uh, <laughs> did you, uh, do you have any shows this weekend? Uh, did you have going on this oh, weekend? Oh, I, I had a show at the Bang. Oh, yeah, oh, nice. Hamilton. How'd that go? Man, it was amazing. Um, 
got there. Um, it was a sold out show, but you know it's the bang, so you can't see anybody. Right, but seven, but that you can feel the energy with seven hundred yeah. people. Yeah, yeah and man, I, you know, and Ryan Hamilton, I've seen him before. I haven't seen his material, but I knew he was like squeaker clean, and that was the through line throughout the whole uh, couple of days that um, uh, I was talking to them. They were like. Clean, 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 clean. Yeah, yeah. And then you know he he's like, I, I I watched your videos and you're you know you got some good stuff and I'm like, none of that stuff is clean. <laughs> so you could tell that he's a comic that sees the joke and goes, yeah, that's just his YouTube version. He can clean that up. That's right, not, right. You know, and uh, um, he introduced me and kind of hyped me up so. Once they once they talk and introduce you. Oh yeah, yeah, because he probably got a big pop just coming out to an empty stage. Oh no, he was um, God micing it. But oh, as soon as he okay, goes hello, okay. yeah, they're fucking just. Well, how, what's his credit? Does he have an AGT or something? Like he, how do people? He has a special on Netflix. He, <laughs> Dude, um, I, I need to be more wired in. Like he is a. Well, he, if he's selling out the Bing, he's doing. Yeah, he's 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 pretty big, and uh, man, he said, "Dude." 10 to 15, so I was like, I, I'll probably start landing at 10 so I can get yeah. out at 15. And man, I, uh, I, and I just, I just basically did, um, the, I, I, I do these bits all the time. I just, you know, it, it's just that now they're being credited because it's, uh, we value the clean. Portion. Yeah, 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 but yeah. They, they work everywhere else without a curse word in it and uh um i mean it was a it was a great set i you know i couldn't really do anything wrong and the best part was they handed me a check and said um you don't have to stay and i just <laughs> left oh, man. after i ate a bunch of black bears <laughs> did you go into his green room <laughs> yeah he, he said i could uh. <laughs> but, but they I, I went in there looking for water and they had coconut <clears throat> water and i was like I don't feel like pooping right now. But they <laughs> I don't had, know. Blackberries will get you there too. Oh man, just, I just was a different amount of man, time. <laughs> I was fucked up, man. Oh man, that's I ate a, a cup. Those six. No, I don't know what the size. Like a, a Dixie cup. I filled it up yeah, with raspberries yeah, yeah. and and blackberries, and that's a delicious treat. But yeah, yeah, you <laughs> can't just you can't just put that in your belly and nothing else. The, it just comes out like a net. Did you get it filmed? That no. probably be good, uh, clean, clean. Uh, yeah, I just, dude, I'm, I just put it. My corporate season, I guess, starts December first. Okay. And they're pretty good. I don't know if I have to be clean yet, but I'll just prepare. Yeah. Clean. You know, it's dude. Last year, all of December, I didn't do a single set that wasn't a corporate gig. Oh shit. And by the end of the month, I was like. I don't I want to be a comedian anymore. <laughs> I don't know if it was the clean stuff. It was just also like some of these corporate gigs, you know, they can be pretty rough. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like the people don't even know you're coming. Yeah, they don't. <clears throat> they, they're they there because there's a white elephant or uh, they're getting their bonus checks or yeah. something. And then you show up and they're like, so we're going to have to sit through this for another 45 <laughs> yeah, yeah, minutes yeah. before I get my goddamn bonus check. Yeah, yeah. And there's, you know, a lot of people in the world don't go to live entertainment. They just, none. you know what I mean? Like none. They don't go yeah. to bands. They don't go do shit. Yeah. And, and a lot of those people work for corporations. Yeah. And I mean, I had one last year where the, yeah, the audience was 40 feet away and it was Holy a raised shit. stage. So it was nuts, dude. I could see people smiling, but like 
to hear their laughter, they would have had to have laughed so hard. And then there was 350 people. The catering wow. started cleaning up as I was on stage. So you just hear 350 <laughs> utensils and plates and just just getting banged. So, dude, I just went to a weird place where I was like, I you know, normally comedy is like a, you know, it's like a back and forth. Like you, you got to pause a little bit for their laughter. Yeah. If the laughter isn't as hard, then maybe you're speeding up, slowing down. Yeah. You know, if, if you tell people are talking, you know, sometimes I'll – I'll take my volume down to like kind of let them realize that like oh, they, they can hear themselves, yeah. you know, talking and then they'll pay attention. But there was none of that. It was like me practicing my set alone in my basement. Damn. It was, and then all, you know, I do a lot of physical shit. Yeah. For, especially for my corporate set, I do all this old physical stuff. Which is kind of, it's odd when, you know, people are just looking at you like, your gorilla behind some glass. <laughs> That's what it felt yeah. like. I mean, I could see some, I could see, there were tables that were into it, but I mean, literally when I got announced, people were standing up, putting their coats on and they're like, oh, oh and this is my the introduction was, well, now we have a comedian. And then they just hand me the mic and these people oh, putting their coats on were like, what's happening? Oh uh, yeah, dude, it was, it was pretty wild, man. So that's, uh, I think this year we got some good ones. I just, I just, uh, that's good. put in and, uh, and then we're leaving for Disney in, in, uh, oh. uh, December 22nd. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. fucking great. Yeah, dude. So we're doing Christmas and Disney with like, that's uh, with, uh, Amanda's like, with like 25 people. Yeah. We rented out this like fucking mansion oh. next to the park. Yeah. See, it it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time, dude. I, I think those are the fun, like these years when the, your kids are, you know, they're they're basically self sufficient. Oh yeah, oh yeah, um, yeah. I won't see them the whole time. Yeah, because you don't have to do the <laughs> traditional. You know, like when they were three and four, it was very involved and stuff. But now, you know, those last three or four years, Faith was home. She was like, "Yeah, um, could I just get two hundred bucks?" And it was like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, man. It's way better than spending a month just sitting yeah. in stores looking for that um, My Little Pony bullshit or you yeah. know, whatever. Um, uh, someone asked me this. Someone sent me a message and they and they and they prefaced it with, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. So I automatically knew they were, they were about to say something disrespectful. But they're like, <laughs> why... Why do comics charge what they do for corporate or clean stuff as opposed to the money that they get from the club? And I had to tell the person is, and I got this from great comedian Brad Upton, was that you are charging for uh, the rarity, like every... When you buy stuff, the reason why it's it's expensive is because it's perceived to have a value, and there's a value in a comedian who can go into a corporate situation and not have a bunch of HR complaints. Right. Yeah. And you need someone who can handle weirdness going on without just melting or <laughs> yeah. destroying or just so. Uh, the way Brad put it was the more restrictions you put on me, the more I should be charging. Like if yes. I'm going to be in front of, yes. if I'm going to be in front of 800 people, you want me to be PG on a Tuesday morning, <laughs> then you are going to, you're yeah. going to have to put a, a couple of digits 
You're gonna have to. It's gonna be four. It's gonna be four yes. digits. Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, and what's funny too is like corporate gigs. Sometimes it's not even like just dirty. It could be like, hey, we just had a guy get struck by lightning on a golf course. So yeah. no golf jokes. Yeah. You're like what? Yeah. Well, oh, we're we're a gun um, manufacturer, so yeah, we no. do not talk about <laughs> yeah, yeah. how many of our instruments um, kill kids. You know, like yeah. just it, it's stuff like that. Um, I, we, me and Dee did one um, for a gun manufacturer in the Tri Cities, and that was the first thing they asked us not to do. They was like, "Could you not do any like gun jokes?" And me and Dee looked at each other like. We don't have any gun jokes, so you're good, man. Uh, could you, can I still use my finger guns <laughs> at the end of a end of a set? I do a lot of Yosemite Sam impressions. <laughs> That'd be so, that's, that's, that's the first thing I would have said to that guy. <laughs> what, what about my yeehaws? It's like shit. We're already down here. What you gonna do? Yeah, I know. I love it when they do it. You, like eight minutes before you go on stage, dude. Have I ever told you the time a guy? Was like like it, and this was a fancy party. Like everybody was in suits. There was an ice sculpture that they, that they just had a bartender standing next to, and then she would mix the drink at the top of the ice sculpture, and it would get cooled at the end, and then you drank it at the end of a funnel as like a shot. So these people were getting fucked up. It was like some international accounting firm, Damn. and so to, and it was. So, I mean, dude, it looked like. It looked like the party at the Nagasaki Tower, <laughs> but at the beginning of Die Hard. <laughs> uh, you know, we're in like a fancy, I and mean, this is in Canada, we're in this fancy oh. ass building, you know, so it feels like European, you know, it was like, yeah. yeah, and like everything's designed well. And like the guy who was the head of the this division, he, like, I knew, I could, when I walked in the room, I'm like, that's the guy. Like, you know, he's got silver temples he's got yeah. a 200 haircut he's tall he's got yeah. a nice suit he's super relaxed all the young accountants are just like got this crazy sucking up energy <laughs> you know and he comes up to me like all cool and it was like dude i had like 20 minutes before i was going on he's like hey get some food yeah get drinks yeah have a good time blah blah blah, blah. he goes you know what i think it'd be fun that i didn't tell anybody we hired a comic and i'm like cool <laughs> And then he goes, he's like, I think this would be fun. Maybe like first part of your set, maybe we trick him and we tell him you're a new employee. And uh, how do you feel? I think that could be a fun thing. You know, and these guys, dude, guys like that, that are like, you know, I mean, I was like, I was like, dude, I became like a woman that's like enamored <laughs> with wealth. I'm like, okay, let's do what you want. Oh my god, oh my god. If you think it's a good idea, I'll do it. Man, these people are so detached from reality. <laughs> and so, well, then, so then I'm like, I'm like, he's like, if you want some food, I'm like, well, now I have to go think of five minutes of material. You yeah. know? So I go off and I think about it, and he introduces me as a new employee, and this is a Canadian firm, and I. uh Dude, I went on stage and I was like, I want to thank you guys so much for giving me this opportunity. A lot of people said I wouldn't be allowed to work in Canada after what I did in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and dude, the people were like, like, what the fuck? And, and, and then, uh, and I was like naming people in HR. I'm like, I want to thank Mary in HR. <laughs> And here's the thing. Like, I don't know if there was a Mary in HR, but this place was so goddamn yeah. big. I'm like, they don't know if there's a Mary in HR. So I really want to thank Mary in HR. You know, it really, really helped me land on my feet. I mean, a lot of people say crime doesn't pay, but in my case, it did. 
dude. And the, it was so funny because his boss was like losing his shits, and he's, and the rest of the crowd is like, "What is happening?" Yeah, you know. And then I said I was a comic, and and they and then they were all into it, and it was it wound up being pretty fun. Oh, okay. But, but yeah, yeah, I wound up doing a lot of crowd work with these young accountants uh, and making fun of them. Uh, and then uh, see, I think crowd work <coughs> works really good in those types oh, of situations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just not. I'm just not good at it, so I can't do it. But if people have that skill set in a corporate environment, for well, corporate gig, that, yeah, that really that works. No, it does help, especially if it's like a you know room where they're all sitting around tables, and yeah. you can, and if you have a walkabout mic, and you yeah. can just boop, boop, But dude, I don't. Thing is about that kind of shit. Like, if I'm doing 45 minutes, I. I, I I don't want to start that way because something yeah. so dynamic can happen that you can't follow it. Yeah. Or at least I, you know, I can't follow my own crowd work a lot of times. So I save that for like the, what I'll do is I'll, I'll get halfway through my set and kind of be like, it, this is not going as well as I want it to be going. Yeah, I'm yeah. just going to lean on the easiest tool of stand-up comedy, which is, <laughs> I mean, it is, it is crowd work. You know, it's, it, dude, it gets to a point now with, with like the online videos. If I see crowd work, I just scroll past it. I'm like, there's no way I can, you're not capturing how electric this is in the moment. You know, yeah. it's just not, you know, and, and, I mean, have uh, you seen Nate Jackson's videos? Uh, uh-uh. um, I honestly think he's the best doing it in the country right now. Oh, really? You think he's better than Jessica Kirsten? I think he is. Wow. And, and this is the Ooh. reason why, because Jessica is doing a very classic form of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Nate is doing a more uh, like it's it's crowd work in its purest form, where there's no uh, pre uh, there's there's no pre jokes in it or anything. It's not gonna lead to anything. Yeah. When he goes into it, he's basically just out there without a net. And yeah. yeah okay. Man, it is. I, That's probably why he's blowing up then, if he's putting yeah. out those kind of clips. Yeah. I mean, and <coughs> I, it, it helps when you have a cam when you have a camera crew because he has, I think he had. He, there's at least two cameras. Oh yeah, dude. Are, he's got a he, he's got a staff following. Yeah. <laughs> and there's got one a, yeah. guy who's in the back that's filming who he's talking to, so you actually get to see yeah, dude, who they're talking to because a lot of crowd work videos has the comedian. And then just different colored text to show you yeah, that it's the yeah, other yeah. person. And Adam Ray's been doing that with his videos, and they look they, that's that to me captures crowd work the best way it can when you can actually yeah. see the people talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you see, it, you're like, oh shit, this guy is a hick. Yeah, you know, he's got a dip see, in his mouth or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. got to see why this person is being made fun of or why they yeah and w- when it's just words on the on the screen it's like well i don't know you're just you're, you're basically like one of the people in the very back who don't know who they're talking to so you're just like i can't see i can't see this person i don't know how big his head is man i uh i going to i'm going to circle back to conspiracy theories right. and uh and and also these corporate gigs yeah. like how weird you have to be cuz there's it's like this is this happened to me today. They wanted a bio and I know who what what uh, corporations I've performed for what corporations I perform for. Okay. And usually I have that like a copy and paste message on my phone. Yeah. But one of the corporations I always put on there is Microsoft. Yeah. But this is a in rural Idaho for like agricultural professionals. Yeah. And I was like 
I, this is so fucking crazy. But I was like, you know, Microsoft has like, like I could see the person making that decision now being like, yeah. Microsoft, no, thank you. This guy took Bill Gates' vaccine. And it's so, I mean, I, yeah. I seriously doubt that, that whoever's going to be making the decision to hire me is going, is going to be an anti Microsoft putting chips into the vaccine type guy. Yeah. yeah. But they may have that thought about the people yeah. I'm performing for, yeah. you know? And so they may be like, nah, I don't know if it's yeah. between, cause right now I'm getting put at some agency. I don't even know how they found me. Hmm. Uh, but I'll tell you what, I'm not taking the, taking the cookies off my computer. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that's how they found me. If the check clears, the cookies stay, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, I'm like, if it's me and another person that, do, you know, if that can make the, so I changed, I just took Microsoft out of the list of corporations. Yeah, especially if it's, you know, if it's not too agree, if you got more, you know, corporation that you work for. Microsoft looks pretty good though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, you know, yeah. I have Philip Morris on there. Yeah, shit, they might love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it shows that, you know, I'm into killing. And, uh, <laughs> That's what comics should do. <laughs> speaking you, of speaking of killing it, you know who's killing the game right now? Who? Our sponsor. Yes. Yes. This is the first uh, Broad Ads with an official official sponsorship. Yes. I I am so thankful today to talk to you about yam in a can. Yam in a can. It, it it comes in a can and it's going to make it a lot easier. You can use it for a lot of purposes. Are you worried about your circumcised penis? You can put a yam in your pants. You want to make that ant in your pants look like an eggplant? Get yam in a can. Stuff it down your pants. At the end of the day, and this is their guarantee, they take off 20% of cooking time. Listen, we've all been there. We've all been there. Yams take forever to cook, all right? I use yam in a can, and I take uh, 20, maybe 25 minutes, depending on how active I've been that day, off of the cook time of my yams. That's an episode of Friends. Absolutely. And so, listen, you use BroDads as a discount code. You will get 15% on a bulk order of yam in the cans, and you shove that yam down your pants, you're going to have a bulk order. So please, support BroDads. Buy some yam in the cans. Yam in a can. Thank you, Yam in the can. Uh. <laughs> I'm supposed to. I am so happy we finally have a sponsor. Yes. <laughs> Man, we. I feel like that went pretty professionally for yeah. our first sponsorship read. Yeah. I. I, uh, I hope. Uh, I hope that people check out that website. Please check out Yam in the can. Dot. Com. Uh, dot net. Net, yeah, yeah there's a counter at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, we're trying to get it to uh, 87. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, said, they said they'll keep they'll keep buying sponsorship spots if we can get to 87 by the end of the week. So go what check it out. What are they at right now? 14. Oh. <laughs> So uh, there's going to be a pre-Thanksgiving Day show at the club, mm -hmm. and they've done it for, I think, as long as they've uh, been open. And uh, I don't know who who's all on it. I know Brittany, a uh, newer uh, comedian, uh, local comedian, she's on it. 
But I don't know who else. Maybe Jay Berg is on it. Yeah, cool. Uh, I don't know why they didn't. Maybe because they thought you had a you since you got a family, and all the rest of us are just like street. That's Wednesday night. I would have come and done it. It doesn't matter. I I, I uh, I'll tell you what though. I had a real barn burner Friday night. It was a fun show. Oh yeah, at Cedro um, Woolley. Yeah, I've never heard of that spot. So it's uh <laughs> it's funny. It's up. Past Everett a little bit. Okay. Dude, oh, wow. I love yeah. Western Washington. I was staying in Bellevue. I checked into my hotel and uh, 70 miles away from Bellevue, just straight north. Yeah. But, dude, three hours. Holy On 405. Crap. Oh, dude, it was Every time I do shit like that, I'm like, yeah, I love Seattle, but I, I'm glad I don't live here, man. It was, wow. it, it was, an, I mean, I was, there were so many, like, you can, you can go over and go in the, like, toll lane. It's like 10 bucks. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's ten bucks like a couple times. So it wind it cost you like twenty dollars. So and there were so many times where I'm like, just do it. But I'm like, no, I left him plenty of time. I have, but it's it, the show was at seven thirty, and it said I was going to get there at like six fifteen, six thirty, six forty five, Holy seven. Oh, dude. Oh, but man. we, but I get out there, and it's dude. It gets to the point where you pass Everett, and then you're start. It's starting to get dark. Yeah. You know, and then you turn off a. You get then it's like another I don't know fifteen miles off of I five or whatever and then Damn, I'm, and then man. it's like you're starting to see the stars dark like oh, it's dark shit. yes and I'm like all right okay this is every time I've been in that kind of darkness before a show it's always a real good show <laughs> <laughs> and uh, dude it was a it was a old converted cow barn that's now a winery oh, okay and so uh, I get there and uh, the producer I've worked with a few times so he kind of knows me. He's like, he goes, did you see that broken sign on the way in hanging by a nail? <laughs> Once I saw that, I was like, Phil's going to do really good here. <laughs> I looked at him. I'm like, brother, when I turned on to the dirt road, I knew I was going to do good here. <laughs> I'm like, dude, in the parking lot, when I parked next to a wood pile, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to crush tonight. <laughs> when, I, when, when I was walking up and there was an old out of work tractor. Oh, I'm like, oh baby, <laughs> it's gonna be a good one. <laughs> it was, it was hot, and it was, and I will say because they did. I worked with two comics I never worked with. Uh, I cannot remember their names, but it was, uh, it's like this. Uh, oh my god, if I say the country wrong, it'll be so offensive. But she was African, but not. She oh. was like, uh, I don't know if she was born in this country, but like her parents are African, okay. and uh, she was really great. And then uh, this guy named Reese, I think, oh. uh, and he looked like a hockey player. He had the mullet and everything, oh, okay. like a, like a baseball player. Yeah, it's funny. He actually he sold trading cards with oh. him and his girlfriend on them oh. as part of oh. his merch. And uh, he's dressed up like Randy Jackson. Oh. And his have you seen this guy? Yeah, yeah. He went yeah. viral for this picture. His his girlfriend's dressed up like the bird yeah. that Randy Jackson yeah. killed. <laughs> it's funny, but Amazing I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't know how you sell these uh cards but uh it's a fun card to just if to be like hey check me out later yeah, you know yeah yeah, yeah yeah but i would just give those away and sell yeah. something else man but it's uh <clears throat> but it was dude it was a lot of fun and uh it made it's just so fun when i do gigs like that i'm like i wish i'm like i i could make someone money you and i yeah you and i could make a uh, a, a producer who was hustling money who was hustling? We can we can make that person profitable if they were hitting up Elks clubs, you know, what I, like these yeah. these kind of like rural wineries, distilleries, breweries yeah. that are in these small towns. There's a lot of money in that sector of the 
that that's a market that doesn't get <clears throat> catered to. Yeah. Except for like every once in a while, some guy be like, "Well, I gotta go home." Yeah. So might as well make two hundred dollars while I'm out here. But also like fifty bucks, fifty people, and if you're charging you know fifteen twenty bucks, you know you can put together you put together a, a run, and it, they don't need yeah. to be. 400 miles apart from each other they can be fucking 40 miles away yeah. from each other and it would be i always look at that and i'm like it, you know it's fun. in the world of the industry of stand-up comedy if you you know if i if i met like an a-list comic and they're like so what, what kind of stuff do you do if i was like oh man i'm doing an elks club tour they'd be like you are the saddest <laughs> road comic i've ever met in my life but the reality is dude those shows every time i've done an elks club Sometimes they pay pretty well, but yep. but they're but the audience, but it's always a blast, and it's yep. always it always like it's just it, a rip and show. Dude. It's always a, a good audience that yeah wants to be entertained, and it's usually not the the else clubs that I've done is not just a bunch of old fogies just sitting there. Yeah, they, like the one I did in Wallace, man, I was like. No, Elks Club's actually... I might have to marry some of these chicks, man. <laughs> they were... I'm like, where did you come... Did y'all just come out of the caves? Yeah, dude. My God. <laughs> I did were... one in Dallas, and I, I was looking around. I'm like, I'm one of the older people here at 43. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a bunch of, like, yeah. yeah, retired people. But no, it was... Uh, yeah, dude. It, I, I love doing it. Dude, if you're out there listening to the show and you want to be a producer... I will be happy to do an Elks run, yes. Eagles club, the Fez wearing guys, Nine whatever. <laughs> I would, I would totally do a tour of that yeah, shit. Yeah, man, I would love to do. And yeah. they buy merch, so it's like no, it's it's hopping, like man. The, the gas is already canceled out. Yeah, I, um, I love it, man. You know, uh, all right, I'm gonna say it. Dees uh, <laughs> is probably one of the hardest working. Producers I know, mm -hmm. and I think he Adis Casillas for those yeah, who don't Dees know. Casillas, sorry, and I think the only reason why he hasn't gone for that because he's gone for wineries and stuff and breweries and yeah, stuff yeah. is because he is a lot like like a lot of people. He thinks like, oh well, it's Elks, they're traditional. No, oh, yeah, they're, they're probably sitting there with their little hats on and like ah, brown people know, <laughs> but dude. They, man, no, I've they done, they done, actively recruit younger members all the time. So there's yeah. a nice cycle of yeah. You it's, gotta keep yeah. You, yeah, you they do a good job. A bunch of old elderly elks. They can't. <clears throat> well, run what it their is? It's anymore. a lot of uh, it's a lot of people who get to you know whatever thirty and they still want to go out to a bar, but they don't want to go somewhere where someone might try to fuck their wife or yeah. get into a bar fight or whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? So then that you go there, you're a member, you know most people. What it's like being a regular, and then there's. They do all kinds of cool shit and uh, good drinks too. I mean, everybody yeah, man. was looking like they were having fun. I mean, the, different, the thing is though, you can you you gotta you gotta negotiate that shit right because like yeah. it's uh you know a lot of these rooms can hold hundred people and you should be getting the majority of the door. If That's anything. You should, yeah. yeah, you, you should, should be getting the whole door really. Yeah, yeah. but because uh, there's but, no reason for them to be. Yeah, they sell the they sell the food. You yeah. know, let them make money on the food, but the. Uh, you know, I think a lot of producers want to get a guarantee, so they wind up taking yeah. a really low guarantee. But it's like, dude, just risk, ri risk, risk it, man. You'll make yeah. way more money if you risk if you risk it, and uh, and just say you'll take the whole door, and then hope that the tickets sell. And if anything, that should really put you on uh, on your ones and twos. You, you because if you don't have like a lot of times, people will be like, oh, we got this bar show. Uh, and I got four hundred and fifty dollars. But if you just got that base, people 
we'll, we'll tend to forget to uh, send out the flyers or yeah. doing a promotion. But if you are, if you're risking it and putting it all on, it has to be people in there. Maybe you get those flyers out in the mail. Yeah, early. yeah, Maybe yeah. You, no, no, you want to make you want to make it so that they have skin in the game and they're gonna. Yeah. This is a good. This is a good. If you're a producer out there and you're thinking, God, I want to book these guys, but I don't have a business model. Here's what you do: you go to one of these venues, you say uh, five hundred dollars plus the first five hundred dollars of the ticket sales, and, and then yeah. that way, if they sell, you know, a hundred, if they if they if they sell. They have fifteen dollar tickets. They sell a hundred. They'll make fifteen hundred. They make five hundred bucks. They, they, you know, but but then they're they're pu- they're pushing. They want to sell that hundred tickets. Yeah. But all they really need to sell is like, I don't know, five hundred divided by fifteen. I don't whatever yeah. that number is. Yeah. But like they just get, so they'll they'll push really hard to make that nut to cover that five hundred. Every yeah. time I've done that with a venue, it always winds up being great for the venue. Winds up being better for me. And so it takes a you know it takes like a two hundred fifty three hundred dollar four hundred dollar bar gig into like potentially a thousand dollar gig, where you're generating thousand dollars for the show. You know, so it's and and yeah, it's I I think that's a very doable. I mean, the reality is even that is low. I've had dude, I've had guys that do a lot of bar gigs. They're like, you got to you tell them a thousand and plus the first thousand in the door. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, look at us. Yeah. We look like. We look like, you know, uh, bikers and accountants. And, like, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> yeah, when people, when people, there was a comic who was, who used to tell me stuff like that. And I was like, man, I mean, you can say it, but I mean, I can see how much work you're getting and it's not a lot. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, when you, when you start doing stuff like that, you really have to, you're going to have to wow them. You're either going to have to have a name that, yeah, uh, people like a someone who's who owns a bar or running a bar goes, I I know you, yeah, and they will want to risk that, or you're gonna have to show them that it's worked behind. You're gonna have to have a record of it. You can't just yeah, yeah. walk into a small <clears throat> town and just go, you give me a thousand, we're gonna charge forty dollars at the door. <laughs> people will be people be like, no one knows who you are. Your Facebook <laughs> has a photo of you from 2008 what are you talking uh, about dude i know i think about that all the time when i use uh dry bar clips yeah because i'm like literally 30 pounds lighter <laughs> i'm gonna show up and they're like what the fuck happened to this orca <laughs> did someone someone i was talking to somebody and they were like man before covid you were pretty attractive <laughs> god damn uh well, yeah did was, brandon say that uh no oh, no okay. uh yeah it was uh that would have wouldn't have hurt as bad <laughs> <laughs> no dude it was it's it, well it's funny because I'm like yeah dude you're right <laughs> we, <laughs> I, I I I learned how to cook steaks at home in butter <laughs> man well, I've been dealing with my weight for over a decade now man and. Uh, it, it, it creeps on you. It, it's not like I was not looking in the mirror every day going, wait, wait. You know, it, it was just like one day I was editing video and I was like, oh, I look like an O. <laughs> and, 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 and I was already, you're already there now. So, so now you're like, well, 
it, and it's a and it's a bunch of things. A lot of people think it's you know it, it's it's one thing, but at least for me, it's it's a medication, and uh, I've been from from teenage to thirty, and then from thirty to what I am now, my activity level has decreased by like ninety eight percent, and that's with walking three times a week. I mean, I used to be outside every day, either playing basketball or doing something, at least four or five hours. Well, we got that bike ride in today. Yeah, man. That yeah. was, boy, that, when we was going up that little hill, <laughs> I was like, this hill should not be kicking my ass like this. Yeah. Uh, dude, That's maybe that's something we should, it's getting uh, it's getting so goddamn cold. We should go to that hiking area next to, time. Um, to Mike? Mike Schneider? No. All he did was ride his bike. Oh yeah, that and lost all the weight. He, yeah. he looks like a he different looks like a different person. Human. Yeah, uh, Mike Snyder was a guy who did comedy for a little while and then yeah. started a uh, a deal a car dealership in Montana yeah. when he wound up getting a woman pregnant accidentally. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding, Mike. If you listen to this, uh, uh, I don't know if you got her pregnant accidentally. All I know is. You started that family and you left comedy and we all forgot about you. (laughs) 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 No, I would love to see him again, though. He was he was uh, he was a fun. I liked Mike. He was he had a lot of potential as a comic. But I'll tell you right now, you made the right decision because you're probably doing a lot better running a car dealership. He basically runs that town. Oh yeah, dude! If you got a car dealership in yeah. a town under ten thousand people, yeah, he like runs you're, that, yeah. <laughs> you're you're not just you're not just a car dealership. You're like a you're also like a, a, a counselor. Yeah, he's on he's on the the count. He's on like some city count. They they just was like, oh no, yeah, I mean you got to be on the thing. You I mean he's helping those people with their mental problems, <laughs> dude. He was he was basically doing rickshaw work yeah, yeah, during the yeah. summer. Yeah, I mean, he's, so he's, he's he's like he, he when you're when you own a business like that in a community that small, you're like a part of creating the community. Yeah, uh, dude, a bit, uh, dude, I saw I, I saw that shit happen in my small town. There was this fucking bar that was like dirt kids scratching at the door wondering where their dad was it was just a piece of shit bar yeah. where all the drunks would go it got bought out by a friend of mine's family i was like 14 or 15 and then they started you know they they get they get all those guys out they put up some i mean they didn't do a lot they put, like put up dartboards some better lighting <laughs> Brought in like you know a band every once in a while yeah. and turned it into like a place people could go on dates yeah. and it became like a positive place yeah you know and it, and then they started hosting beer gardens during the fair like it became like see that it, be, it started like building the community and now yeah. I go back and it's like I see this is like a a fun positive place yeah, it's not a drain on the community it's a it's actually helping add. A spice to it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it did turn my friend's dad into a total drunk. <laughs> he wasn't. He actually wasn't. The, actually, it was two friends of mine. One was his dad was the owner, and he's fine. Yeah. But the partner who was not like financially a partner, he was just a guy who was like, "Yeah, I'll help you out," because they were oh, like friends. Yeah. And then, uh, and then they had a flood, which became an insurance claim. So they got reimbursed for all this booze that you couldn't serve when it got in the oh, flood. Shit. But he was like, "Oh, shit's still good." Yeah, I mean, so he yeah. took it all into his barn. Oh, and no. dude, when I was when I was oh. I was 16 years old, and she's like, it was me, 
her and a buddy of mine and we're hanging out at her house no parents around because he was all, never around <laughs> and uh dude she's like yeah did you hear about that flood my dad he, he took home all those kegs of beer and we're like how many kegs of beer she's like i don't know like 14 15 Good 16 and, and, and me and my buddy are like where are they <laughs> and she's like oh it's in the barn but he keeps it locked and i'm like we'll find a way <laughs> You just became Jeff Goldblum oh, all of a sudden. Dude, I don't, I don't remember what tools we used, but we were, we like crowbarred in like a, a, a section in the a back. Like a, we've like, we found a loose board. You know what I mean? We're back there. Like, like we're cracking a safe. We're like, tink, 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 tink. this one's loose. And we're pulling it back and we're slithering in and shit. We're having to move stuff. We're like pulling it back. One guy's moving it. And I'm like, I think that's enough space. Who's the skinniest? You know, we get, dude, we get out there. We couldn't get any of the kegs out. So then yeah. we, so we're just like, now we're like handing like pitcher after pitcher of beer. Dude, it was, and we, thank God there was a tap back there or else yeah. we would have been like, we're fucking chiseling these open, dude. Oh no, there was, so there was a tap and we, do we filled up. I just remember walking back there was that we each had two pitchers of beer and we're 16. We can't hold our liquor. Yeah. So we're walking back with two pitchers of beer and me and my buddy are like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to anybody. Yeah. Like we've, we're, we're like the people that <laughs> we're like the Spaniards that discovered <laughs> like, Mayan gold. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 and dude, then cut to me fucking passed out um like on her like I don't I just remember walking back oh. with the with the pictures and then waking up to my to my friend's mom coming at four in the morning going like God damn it, Melanie! I can't trust you at all. And she's, she's not, she doesn't even live there anymore. That's like her mom. Went, oh, like, no, how come nobody's answering the phone? And she's like, "Cause Dad didn't pay the phone bill," you know. <laughs> and then I, I was like, I'm, "And I'm now I'm, I'm like, like what the hell? How did I wind up on the couch? All I remember was drinking beer and watching Fast Times at Richmond High." <laughs> and. <laughs> And, and then she's like, you should probably go home. I'm like, I, I probably should not go home. And yeah. the, the sun was, dude, the sun wasn't even up yet, but it was just starting to come up. Yeah. And she had a fucking long driveway, but there was no place to turn around. So I was like, I'll just back out. And I fucking put the, my car in a ditch. And then I couldn't call anyone because her dad didn't pay the phone bill. So I had to walk two miles to a convenience store. And I'm like, and then by this point, the sun's coming up. And I call, and it's my dad. And he's like, where have you been? I'm like, I fell asleep on Melanie's couch, and now my car is in a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> he knew exactly what all that meant. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. That was a very quiet ride home. And Oh, God, dude. I mean, what? A, I was such a disappointment. And uh, <laughs> You think so? Maybe. No, I, I mean, I was. I achieved, but I mean, it was definitely like, what are we going to do with him? Like. I think I just kept getting, it. but I just kept getting caught with booze. Uh, like it got to the point where I think they were like, well, he's doing okay, I guess. Like, I don't they know. They probably thought you were going to be bad with it. Like you were going to be one of these people that <clears throat> couldn't accomplish anything because. But I was like, you know, I was like in plays and uh, got good grades and was a, the ASP president. Maybe that's why so, they were, you know, they. 
it, it was kind of up and down because they're like, well, mm-hmm. we see what he can be, but we also see the alternate universe is playing out also. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, my mom didn't have to... My mom didn't have to worry about any of that because it just didn't appeal to me. I think that's why I'm fucked up like I am because I think she was so worried about my my middle brother because my my middle brother was like a walking felony. Like yeah. that's that's every every. I would have known him. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. If he lived. He yeah. <laughs> he would have bought me cigarettes. Oh fuck it. He gone <laughs> and tell you how much points Patrick Ewan scored last night. <laughs> And I think that's why she just left me be, because she was like, "I gotta, I gotta work on these two. These two need help. Yeah. He's, you know, he doesn't. He's not slow. He's not autistic. So he he'll figure it out. Yeah, but yeah. But then you you're left there going, well, how come no one's uh, caring for me? I'm I'm a kid. I need I need clothes and shoes and shit. Maybe so, that's why you do stand up. That that is definitely why I do yeah, stand Yeah, yeah. No, it, I mean that's probably why I do because my sister had Down syndrome and uh, they were so busy. I mean, I mean, granted, it was like a tough four years because they she had to have multiple heart surgeries and yeah. stuff. And then I had a abscess on my gums, oh, and shit. I remember being like in a lot of pain. I was like, I think something's wrong in my mouth. I showed my mom this like giant bubble, and they're like, my aunt was like, How did you let this get this bad? And she's like. My daughter just had open heart surgery. Yeah, and then my yeah. dad fucking crashed a motorcycle was in the hospital for two oh months. Like within two years, you know? And so, yeah. Fuck. So I feel like those developing years, I yeah. was just like out in my own head all the time. Dude. <laughs> you know, is that is that what you had? You were just kind of. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, after my yeah, mom yeah. and dad split, because my mom and dad were together and they split. But, and this is, and, and I don't know if he did this intentionally or what, but he was like, look. Y'all can, the three of y'all can either stay with your mom or stay with me or whatever. I don't care. I'll have space for you. And that was my best friend. So I was like, of course I'm staying with you, motherfucker. So, but there was no other kids there. Dude, I think an eight-year-old you saying, of course I'm staying with you, motherfucker, (laughs) is a fucking great... I lo- <laughs> well, get over here, bitch. Okay, yeah. motherfucker. Just that'd be and, funny. You know, he worked from he worked from eight to five, and he would have to. Um, he didn't drive, so you know, he had to catch a ride back home. And I would just be there, be at the house until six or seven. From three, from whenever I got off the bus to about six or seven, just by myself. So it was. Yeah. All, I mean, I played out entire movies yeah, in the front, yeah. like. I'm the star of the movie. Like, oh, here's the first 12 year old action star in this movie. And, you know, and I played with all his guns. Like, that's why whenever I hear a kid getting shot, I'm like, are you stupid? Yeah. How do you? Yeah. That's the first thing you check. You look in it, and if you can see straight through it, you're like, <laughs> I can point it in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I had a buddy one time call me. He's like, can you please come over here? I fucked up really bad. And I came over and he shot his dad's gun in the house oh. and fucking like blew a piece of brick in half. And we're like, let's just clean up these bricks and he'll probably won't find out for a long time. He's like, okay, okay. I'm like, dude, is that? and we've cleaned it all up. I'm like, it doesn't even look like anything. He's like, yeah, but I can't find the bullet. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, man. If you can't find it, he's not going to find it. <laughs> dude, my dad would have, he would have killed me because he had, a, he had a legendary temper. He shot my mom. So I knew he would have at least... With a handgun or a... 
Um, with a handgun. What she kind? Was, she was pregnant, thirty eight. That's ooh, that's a murder in a gun. Yeah. Um, uh, my dad was. He, I don't know how he was not in jail <laughs> because he stabbed several people. Uh, he shot my um cousin's um boyfriend in the ear. He wasn't aiming for the ear. Uh, and uh, my mom, my mom was talking about it like years later. And I remember, I still remember because he, his name was Jake. And he was, you know, how young, young guy, he, he thinks he owns everything. He, he's there. Well, he's thank God he had bad aim, dude. What, did he have uh, a lazy eye? Uh, <laughs> so he shoots, he shoots. Um, and Jake still had the scar on his ear. It took like the lobe off. And, oh my uh, God! And I remember my mom talking about it because um, uh, my one of my cousins actually is his son, and my mom was like, "The only reason why he didn't kill that motherfucker was because he was drinking all day." So he because he was from the porch to the mailbox, and that's a good thirty yards, and he came out and shot, but he was so drunk he just shot the ear instead of the head, and I was and I always think like. He could have been in jail. Oh yeah, yeah. Just as easily as um, being out and doing whatever he was, because that was, man, I was maybe six or seven. Dude, everything you're saying right now is country as fuck, dude. Yeah, that's, that's why a, when you say what you say. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was the same thing. It was just. <laughs> You know, a lot of country justice. Yeah, like dude. if somebody got molested or something like that. Yeah, you'd go beat the fuck out of that you'd guy. Beat the fuck out of yeah. him. Leave him in the woods, and <laughs> no one went over to his house anymore. Yeah, and yeah. And he yeah. couldn't, and that person couldn't. He do couldn't do shit. Yeah, he couldn't do shit too. Yeah. Like that guy yeah. couldn't go to. He wasn't he going to the he, bars anymore. Yeah, he got to go to a different town if he wants to hang yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. that. <laughs> well, that uh, the thing is, you like he could have gone to jail, but it's like the reality is, if he actually shot, if he shot that guy where he wanted to shoot him. He might have just buried him, and nobody found Dude, out. I yeah. think about that shit when I'm in small towns all the time, man. There, there's bodies in these small towns, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, If dude. there's a missing person in a small town, they are buried in that small town. <laughs> People are like, oh, they left on a train and went to the big city. No. Yeah. They got buried in the woods, and that's why there's a, a 78 <laughs> fucking truck over a pound of dirt. Yeah, yeah. That's where they put the body. Oh, dude, it, that's dude. Every time you hear about a new ball field going up in a small town, that's because somebody just did some murder. <laughs> Talking to you, Mike Snyder, you do-gooder villain. He's out there just probably killing randos and then picking up their cars for cheap and reselling them. Uh, he, dude, he's like, yeah, we got to add a new pavement. Uh, we got to add a lot because we're parking so many cars. Yeah, you get me to bury some bodies, bitch. I know exactly what you're doing out there in Montana. You leave comedy. Dude, That's I really think that's why... Uh, I think that's why... <laughs> That's why we have daylight savings time in the Pacific Northwest. That's just, that's more time to bury those bodies, dude. All these serial killers are out here like, this is my killing season. The only bad part is the ground is so hard. That is, I, that is a new phenomenon that I wasn't used to. Because in South Carolina, even at the coldest, uh, yeah. you can still it's... get to the top soil, at least, that you can get inside. Oh, that. yeah. And you... You ain't getting in shit no, in it, February around here. That's why, yeah, construction just comes to a halt, dude, yeah. from, like, December to uh, March because the ground is so tough you need machines to get into it. Yeah, yeah. they're digging something up at, on uh, 
the corner from our house, and they they got the heavy machine. Yeah, they, they're probably busting ass right now. Cause you yeah. with that heavy machinery and stuff. Well, man. Yeah, we are. This is a good one. Yeah, this yeah. is a good one, man. My, uh, we got an hour ten. Any shows this weekend? Uh no Thanksgiving weekend chilling with the son's home and then uh, done and I'm doing corporates but I will say I am doing this is kind of new December fourteenth okay December eighth I'm at the Roxy Theater in Newport Ooh. big time Greg Beachler's Beach Buddies <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he, t- he told me he was gonna say that I'm like he goes yeah I'm gonna call it Greg Beachler's Beach Buddies I'm like Greg uh. What the fuck? Yeah. And uh, he, and I'm like, well, maybe just say. He, you don't have to put presents because he was like Craig Beachler presents Beachler's Beach Buddies. I'm like, just call it Beach Buddies. He's like, yeah, yeah. he goes, dude, I'm kidding. I'm not gonna call it that. What is it? So anyway, Newport Roxy Theater, December 8th, and then December 14th, I'm gonna be. Uh, uh, I'm with Michael Glantzmeyer, who Ooh. is a uh, local illiterate. Uh, <laughs> He's gonna try to. He's trying to gonna try to get some footage at the Spokane Comedy Club, uh, doing his improv, uh, improv. He didn't ask music. me to do it. Well, he likes me to uh, get the suggestions. No, I'm talking about the film. Oh, uh, unless he's, he's paying, got unless he's paying like. Well, we, he goes school. back with a production uh, improv guy that has a production company now. So uh, yeah, so I don't know how who he's getting to film it, but he is going to be filming something on December fourteenth at the Spokane That's a Comedy great Club. Show, man, if you guys, uh, it's a lot of fun. That, he, yeah, Michael is Michael. Michael's fucking good, man. It's yeah. just uh, it's a very unique act. Yeah, he wants to capture it in a way. Uh, before he quits comedy and becomes a Hollywood agent, <laughs> which is only, which can, is a kind of a real truth. Can you see him in truth. a tailored suit? Oh, dude, these Hollywood agents don't wear tailored suits. They're wearing like shimmering. They're wearing. They're wearing sequins. But Michael doesn't know that. He's getting a. He's gonna nah. get a suit. I could see. You know what? Especially yeah, I could see. Tell him that nah, dude, he'll just suits. he'll just cut a head in a potato sack. And, <laughs> But they'll be like, oh, my God, he's eccentric. <laughs> and he'll be like, you can buy potatoes and bigger sacks here in California. I'm like, Michael, this is a fancy fancy occasion. He'll be like, should I go back home and put on my avocado sack? <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, no, Michael Glatzmeyer, he's a funny dude. He uh, funny. Uh, he does uh, crowd work with music. If uh, if you want, come check it out. I'll be doing. Uh, I'll be doing the. Uh, I'll get suggestions for him. I'm coming. That's Unless I get a better gig. <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's been. Nice. I mean, dude, last December I was hitting these corporates really hard. This year I've got. I don't know. I want to say three. Probably. I don't know. I have to look at my calendar. And uh, I'm actually kind of happy because, dude, I was. But I remember January. The first week of January, I did like some bar gig. It wasn't even. It would not. It was not a great gig. Yeah. But I remember. I, I remember doing it and then just being like, almost like emotional because I was like, oh yeah, this is what I. <laughs> this is actually what I want to be doing. Yeah. So. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, man. Uh, share us with your friends. We'll see you next week, dorks. Yeah. See you later. Thank you. You big bitch. <laughs> I was so worried you weren't gonna.